0: You know, Isaiah 64 says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hands. And so you think, did he make me for a reason? You know, was it just he just had some spare time on his hand one day and decided, well, let me make a few extra pebbles. And uh, here's Ron, here's Lisa. Or did he have a reason for it? You know, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, during our missions conference that we were at, in, this was in Winter Park, Florida, by the way, Winter Park, Florida, um, we had a, a guy who came and spoke, a little more notable than me, Johnny Hunt, if you've ever heard the name before. Johnny Hunt's a pastor from uh, Woodstock, Georgia, and he's a, a fine, fine pastor and a fine mission. His heart is really on missions. Well, Johnny was looking around and he had a, a great knack. He would look at you and make eye contact. I mean, it wasn't like he was looking broadly in your direction. He was, you know, you could feel him looking straight at you, you know. He was responding to your reaction and he was, he, he, he was really connecting with people. I thought that was a great trait, you know. But then he got a little personal. He started leaning across this podium and he was saying, and if you, you know, and he was kind of going like this and like this. And then all of a sudden, he dropped his hand right down where I was sitting. And he said, and God can use you. Wow, I got a little chill in my back. <laughs> Didn't look random at all. So he came along a few minutes later, and he went around again. And he, and he came back again and landed on me. he said, and if you think God can't use you, you're wrong. And he went through all of the things that we might think. We're too young. God can't use me. We're too old. God can't use me. You know, uh, I don't have enough education. You know, i got too much education. I have no talent. i got too much talent. All the excuses that we have as to why God may not use us, telling me, you think the creator of the universe, who made the world you live in, who gives you every life's breath that you take, you're saying, you don't think he can use you? He can use you. The only thing that's stopping you is your own lack of obedience. If you're willing, God will use you. That was the point he was making to us that day. We went home <laughs> very convicted. He got our attention. I thought, wow. But that was a good message. So anyway, we said, you know, typical business people, we said, well, what do we do next? <laughs> you know, now what do we do? Now that, you know, God can use us, how, how is that going to play out? Well, we said, I don't know. I don't know what this means. I had a 35-year career going with J.C. Penney. I was thinking, well, I'm going to retire someday, and we could do it then. You know, we could go and work for the Lord then, you know, if we're not too worn out, tired, and no good anymore. So that night. We said, well, I tell you what, let's, um, if the Lord opens the doors, we'll go right through it. You know, God will open the doors for you if He wants you to do something. You know, yep, that's right. This is my wife and I talking to each other. The Lord will open those doors for you. If he wants you to do it, you know, you just go through those doors, and the Lord will lead you. So, okay, so this was, I think, a Thursday night. (laughs) Uh, Sunday was just a few days away. So we came on Sunday, and Johnny Hunt had gone back to his church, and our pastor was a very calm, sweet guy, never pointed, never spoke very loud. For some reason, that day, he decided to do it. I guess he saw Johnny do it, and he thought it was pretty nice. He thought he would do it. So he starts doing this. And lo and behold, after making several points, he comes right down on top of me and he says, and if you're asking God to open some doors for you, you better check a few doorknobs to see if he hadn't already done it. I thought, a metaphor on us. <laughs> Somehow, I said, he must be listening to us. <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is, we do have to respond to God. Sometimes our response is No. Sometimes it's yes. But we do have to respond. When we when when the Holy Spirit lays on our heart, when the call comes, we gotta we have to respond. So the next morning I, I did what most husbands do. I got up and said, I'm going to work. I'd like for you to settle into, I'd like for you to deal with this problem. <laughs> and uh, but I did give her the suggestion. I said, Why don't you call the International Mission Board? Ask him if there's anything that an old, tired, worn-out, untrained, unqualified retail guy can do that would bring glory and honor to God. Ask him that and see if there's a job for us. So I was thinking, Will, I would get a, a clean slate off of that, but they, they found something. So we, uh, we studied the options. Uh, We we had off the table the option of going to where we did at first, and then the Lord broke us and put us right where he wanted us and sent us. So it was, uh, I'm reminded, you know, the Holy Spirit not only convicts, it does do that, but the Holy Spirit gives clarity to things to you. Uh, I had people saying, you're going to do what? (laughs) When I told them, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting my job early. You know, there's, I'm giving up uh, regular retirement for uh, early retirement, I guess. I don't know if I can get that or not. But anyway, so we've already decided we're going to go. We're going to go on the mission field. They said, why would you do that? You know, I mean, these are believers saying this to me. You know, why, why are you giving up your career? Why are you going to do this? Why are you selling your house? Why are you selling your cars? Uh, why are you leaving your kids uh, over in other states and, and going off to the mission field? Well, the more we prayed about it, The more we uh, pursued, the clearer it became that this was the right thing to do. And, you know, I was reminded, uh, C.S. Lewis talks about um, uh, heaven sometimes. He said that we're like children playing in a mud puddle. You know, we're happy. We're just playing in our little mud puddle. And right over here, there's a beach with clean white sand and water. And we could be making castles and just having the greatest time, but we're... We're too busy playing in our mud puddle. We have no vision. We have no, we have no idea what God has planned for us. Well, I'm here to tell you that was true of this decision as well. Uh, we thought we were doing really well trying to keep up with the Joneses and earning money and all that kind of stuff over those years. These last 16 years have been the best of my life. Um, serving the Lord is where you want to be if you can Okay, so the third thing that we learned from the field that uh, I thought was really good is that prayer works. My wife put this up here, and that's sweet. Prayer works. You know, in Romans 12, it says, um, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, but be constant in prayer. You know, we're actually uh, called to pray. And it's interesting that God uh, knows, you know, you've heard it said many, many times, he knows what you need before you ever ask Him. Uh, but he, we're called to pray. This idea of being in constant prayer. You know, I love the image that I see in this uh, uh, Fiddler on the Roof show where the guy's walking down that road and he's praying. He's talking to God. He's in the barn and he's and hes talking to God. You know, it's a constant thing for him. It's not, it's not at mealtime. It's not at bedtime. <laughs> you know, it's just all the time, basically. And... While we were on the field, we found that we were asked to get people to pray for us as we went, and we got quite a, quite a number, but obviously uh, it was reciprocal because we wanted to pray for them as well while we were gone. But we found ourselves in prayer a lot, uh, and it brings up the question, you know, we often pray for people that are sick, and we pray for ourselves, people that we love when they're sick. And that's a normal, that, that's good. I mean, there's, there's, there's a positive there. But, you know, if you look at non-Christians and Christians, a non-Christian says, well, you pray for somebody that's sick, they're going to get better, they're going to get worse. You know, right? it has got one of the two. You know, one of the two is going to happen. You had, a Christian says, well, if you, if they get better, God answered our prayer. If they get worse, you say, well, God had a different plan. So you, you start to think, well, now, Are we called to pray? Are we really called to pray? Well, we are. uh, And you wonder, does God listen to our prayers? In 1 Peter 3, He says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You know, our walk with the Lord, our own personal walk with the Lord, uh, has a great impact on our prayer life and how we do it. I have a... You know, uh, the question of answered prayer, I have a a better way of phrasing it. Not better, but an an interesting way. Um, Can you remember the last very memorable answered prayer that you had? Not just a prayer that you made, but the last one that was answered, and you felt like it was answered. I was trying to think about this just the other day, thinking about a prayer that there could be no other answer than God intervening. God answering. Uh, we had this example that I, I wanted to show uh, back when we first started to distribute this. And I said this at our earlier, uh, our earlier session. Uh, we, <laughs> this sounds pretty crass, but we, I ran an ad in the newspaper. And I said, if you would like to have this life of Christ in the history of the first church, is what this says up here, book, we'll send it to you for free uh, as an introductory offer for our bookstore. And so this was kind of a way to get around the censor board and try to uh, placate everyone and have the newspapers actually run the ad. So, But anyway, we started to get 15, 20, 25, 30 uh, requests uh, each month to send this to them. So we were, and we were getting letters back saying, you know, uh, Um, My friend got one of your books, and I'd like one too, and et cetera. And we were learning quite a bit. But one of the things that we learned was that we needed to have volunteers on the ground that could go out and distribute some of these as well. And so as we started to ramp up our volunteer program, coming from churches just like this one, if you ever decide you want to go to a Central Asian uh, country one year, uh, I know what you can do and how you can do it, and I can put you in touch with the right people. Uh, in fact, we took 12 uh, back in July. We went ourselves from our other church. Anyway, back to my story. So um, the volunteers were coming, and Kevin, who is my volunteer coordinator, came to me one day, and he said, Ron, he said, I, you know, the volunteers are spending their money. They're spending their time. They're spending their energy. Uh, you know, working for the Lord. And so I'd like to give them a remembrance, something that they can take home and remember us by. And I said, well, what did you have in mind, Kevin? And he said, one of those ceramic plates, you know, that they paint, they hand paint them and all. That'd be a great thing to give to them. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, those things are about 45 to $50 a piece. And we cannot give one to every volunteer. We have volunteer teams, some as high as 50 people come. We had a lot of volunteer teams that were in the 8, 10, 12 category, but some as high as 50 members of a team would come. So I said, we can't. That's too many. We can't do that. Uh, and he said, well, he said, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> he said, I've been around you long enough. I knew that's what you were going to say. And he said, um, but I found where we can get them for $3 a piece." He said, There's a, I've got a source that says that he deals with prisoners. And prisons will try to teach them, try to teach prisoners how to do this painting. It's kind of a therapy for them. <laughs> they teach them how to, to hand draw it, and they, they obviously they get better as they go, and then they bake them and all this kind of stuff. And he said but, uh, at the end of the day, they sell their plates for three bucks. And he said, and they don't sell them retail, but he said, I can buy them wholesale uh, in 50-piece lots. Um, and he said, I'd like to give them one of these. And I said, it's a good idea. Let's do that. So he buys them, and he, uh, at the end of each volunteer week, uh, sometimes they're 10 days, sometimes are longer, but at the end of their uh, volunteer trip, we always plan what we call a, a debrief, uh, lunch or dinner or something, and we sit down and we talk about the things that we did, things that we saw, things we can do better, uh, how we can, uh, um, you know, we, we try to deal with issues that they may have uh, had during their stay there. So at that point, Kevin would then give each one of them one of these plates. And he'd say, here, this is a gift for you from us. Take it home and put it on your wall or put it in your bookcase or put it on your end table. Put it somewhere where you'll see it and you'll be reminded to pray for the work that's going on in our Central Asian country. He said, not only that, pray for the people of that country and on the very back <laughs> it tells you the prison and where it was made and pray for the people in that prison that they'll want to come to the Lord, that they'll want to know more about Jesus. Not just the incarceration that they're feeling, but the incarceration through bad ideology that exists in the country that they're in. pray that they'll want to know um, the correct theology. So, we started doing that. Now, fast forward in your minds about four or five months for me. Four or five months, uh, I guess it's probably around March. I go into the office, and we had this office where I had... Three local peoples that worked. Two ladies and one man that worked in there. And their sole job was to receive these letters and to uh, package uh, the books and the things that we were sending to people and doing other related work. They had nothing to do with, the, with volunteers or anything about them. I walked in and I said, Hi, guys, how are you doing? I said, I'm going to a meeting next week. And they asked me if there was anything that God was doing in our area. <laughs> that we could that's new that I could talk about, that I could tell them about. Is there anything that y'all can tell me about? Well one lady kind of turned to the other one and did her hand like this. She wasn't really talking to me. She was just kind of making a she said like prisons, for example. And I but I heard it. I said, like prisons? What do you mean like prisons? And she said, We don't know why, but all of a sudden we're getting a lot of requests for Bibles out of prisons. Multiple prisons. And she said, we checked on it. She said, they don't even get newspapers in prisons. They don't allow them to have newspapers. I don't know how they got our address. I don't know how they know who we are or that we do this. She said, it started out two months ago. We had 20, 30. So we've got over 50 this month requests for God's word to be sent into the prison. And I thought to myself, the real miracle here isn't that they found out how to do it, but that they wanted to do it, that it was laid on their hearts. So what a what a great answer to prayer story I thought that was. You know, God answers prayer, especially when we're talking about salvation issues. If you read 1 John 5, 13 through 15, it says, I've written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may... Know that you have eternal life. Now, this is the confidence that we have before Him. Whenever we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked for. Um, The Gospel, Ruxy Cavy has a book out called 30, I think, 30 Words. uh, And he talks about Jesus is God with us. He came to show us God's love, save us from our sins, introduce the kingdom of God to us, and to shut down religion so that we can have eternity with him. Now, the shut down religion should have a few eyebrows go up because what he's saying is a relationship with Jesus Christ is where it's at. It's not about being at church. It's not about participating. It's not about doing a lot of things. It's our, our relationship with the Lord. You know, if you believe, you know, Romans 10 says, you know, if it's in your heart. It's closer than you think. It's not way some, out there somewhere. It's right here, buddy. You know, it's between you and God. And when they say, uh, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling, man, it ought to scare you. Is there anything more serious than eternity? Is there anything more important to you? This isn't about being talked into anything. This isn't about being convinced by someone else. This is about you and God doing business together. Let me close this in prayer. Father, it's a blessing uh, to serve both uh, overseas and here at home, Lord. It's a blessing. We know that uh, there are people who hear our words and drive by our churches each and every day who have yet to have that conversation with you. Uh, Lord, we pray for them just like we pray for uh, our Muslim friends and our people in other countries who uh, have a full-time barrage of bad information being put on them all the time. Uh, Lord, we just we would lift them up to you. Uh, just like we said earlier today, We the, the miracle that occurred in China over years ago uh, where um, the... People received the word and they received it gladly. They shared it with those people that they loved and it spread throughout. And we just pray that that happens in in, uh, Central Asia as well. Uh, Lord, we thank you that this church is a giving church, that they've set their sights high uh, for Lottie Moon and for other mission activities. Lord, we we praise you for that. We thank you that they are generous in that regard. And Father, we would pray that their hearts uh, be equally close to you during this time. Thank you now again. In Jesus' name we pray.